God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to The Scott Adams Show. So the globalists are on the march, and uh, there's been a lot of activity going on in the face of the Ukraine conflict. And it's quite interesting to see how things have been playing out. And frankly, it's it's also very interesting to see how things are happening that the media is just not covering. The media just doesn't cover some of the most important things of our time. You take the case of Georgia Maloney, the new leader of Italy. And on its face, it makes it look like she's acting like a globalist. But in reality, what it is, is the the globalists are applying the pressure. On its face, the former leader of Pakistan, Imran Khan, <clears throat> looks like a corrupt uh, populist. But in reality, what's happened is Imran Khan, the former prime minister of Pakistan, is now under arrest. But there's more to the story. And the media doesn't cover it the way it should be covered. Even conservative media seems to be missing the ball on the analysis that's in play. The globalists, I remember when Imran Khan, let's start with that. In April, Imran Khan, the Pakistani leader who was beloved by the American foreign, policy, foreign services at some point, but then enter the war in Ukraine where we're giving them another $12.5 billion or something like that. And we're bundling it in all these different package deals. At some point, someone asked the question, why don't we just buy the country outright? It would be cheaper. Why don't we just buy it? How much, is, can, it, how much can this country be worth? 
Is it a trillion dollars? Gladly pay a trillion dollars. We sold a, we bought Alaska for cheap. Cheaper than that. What what is going on with our leaders? They just keep on throwing your tax dollars out the window. And Zelensky is getting rich. I mean, he's worth a billion dollars. This guy. $600 million was the last tally, but guess what? He made lots of riches. The military-industrial complex loves it. It's a boon market for the military-industrial complex. Lindsey Graham, he can't say no to more money going to Ukraine because we all know what his game is. He's all pay-to-play. But Imran Khan from Pakistan was ousted. You know what, what his crime was? I'm not a puppet of the globalists. I'm not even a big fan of the West and their tyranny. I saw what Justin Trudeau did in Ottawa against the truckers, seizing their bank accounts and putting them in jail. And I saw what Biden administration did to the J6 protesters, half of which we're finding out were FBI informants, FBI embedded personnel into the Oath Keepers and other things like the Whitmer kidnapping. The FBI is as corrupt as can be. They're as liberal as they can be. Just look at Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Just look at Andy McCabe and Priestap. I mean, just look at all of these little crazy nut jobs that think that they're somehow more democratic than a Trump supporter or a MAGA movement supporter. Where do they get off with that attitude? They get off with that attitude because they know that there's two standards of justice. And if you're against them, you're on the wrong side of justice. So obviously Imran Khan from Pakistan is looking at the West saying, you guys are a bunch of hypocrites talking out of both sides of your mouth. And although your taxpaying middle class might have to bow to your pressures, we won't. And so they continue to buy their oil from Russia. And for that crime of continuing to buy cheaper oil from Russia to sustain his economy and help his people, it's almost as if he decided no longer to get the jab from Pfizer and get punished for that. We all saw what happened to South Africa when they decided that they didn't want to buy the Pfizer jab or the Moderna jab. And next thing you know, the Omicron virus was blamed on them. They were punished. Tourism was shut down. We shut down travel to their region and hurt them economically. Well, the same thing with uh, Pakistan. Our nation builders over at the State Department, Victoria Newland and uh, her underlings, and Tony Blinken, and all the little whippersnappers and libtards over at the State Department who hang their Black Lives Matter flag up on every embassy and their rainbow flags. They stand for nothing. Alstered the prime ministers of Pakistan, Imran Khan, in April because he chose to buy Russian oil. And, oh, that wasn't going to be good because that competes with the Baltic pipe or that competes with 
the Iraqi oil pipelines that have been guarded by the ISIS mercenary groups into Europe and into Africa. And so he upset the uh, apple card. He stood in the way and said, I am not going to take orders from you globalists. And all of Europe and all of the West, led by Justice Trudeau, Justin Trudeau and, and Joe Biden and even Jacinda uh, Adern from uh, New Zealand and all these other globalists that get together at Davos every year and worship and kiss the ring of someone like a Klaus Schwab and George Soros. Well, here they are. They overthrew the government in Pakistan in April, and now they got him under arrest this weekend. They got a warrant out for his arrest. What was his crime? It says here, Imran Khan, who was ousted as Pakistan prime minister in April and remains head of the Tariq East Insaf party, was hit with terrorism charges, terrorism charges in August after he gave a speech in which he threatened to sue the police and a judge who allegedly had tortured a close aide. So, the police, like the FBI, who's torturing the J6 MAGA movement, or like the like the uh, the mountain police up in Canada who cracked down and ran over the faces with their horses. Uh, the mounted police of Can- the Canadian mounted police ran over the the protesters in Ottawa, and like so many other incidents where globalists wreaked havoc and committed tyranny over their people incarcerating them for exceeding their carbon footprint by putting the jab in their arm that killed them, committing genocide. These globalist monsters who want to seize your bank accounts and seize your GoFundMe pages and force you to put a chemical in your arm that can kill you and tell you how much energy you could consume and what kind of car you can drive and what kind of meat you can eat, what kind of crickets you should choose while they fly in their private jets and eat their steaks, you're going to eat crickets and you're going to walk. And this is the kind of thing that we're supposed to show allegiance to in the face of the big Russian bear. And I say, I may not be the biggest fan of the big Russian bear or Vladimir Putin, but he's an angel in comparison to our State Department and our President of the United States. He's an angel, an outright, absolute angel. Hunter Biden doesn't hold a candle to Vladimir Putin with all of his sex crimes, pedophilia, from the Biden crime family, just look at Ashley's diary. It goes on and on. It's disgusting. And what they're doing, pushing things onto our kids in our schools with this trans BS, cisgender crap, 
touting us with their science that a man can have a baby. They're trying to indoctrinate our youth into thinking and being confused. I mean, into chaotic thinking and being confused so that they they won't even know who to vote for in two two elections from now. Because let's face it, a 10-year-old is going to be, uh, you know, a 10-year-old who uh, couldn't vote in 2020 will be voting in 2028. So Imran Khan got arrested this weekend, or there's a warrant out for his arrest. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin attacked the satanic Western elites for destroying the family, promoting transgenderism in Ukraine annexation speech. What's wrong with that? What is wrong with speaking up against the satanic Western elites? for destroying the family and promoting transgender. It's the satanic Western elites that put them in that spot. They're the evil. They're the evil that's infecting our children. And like I say, that doesn't mean we have to side with Russia or give aid and comfort to the so-called enemy. The enemy of Ukraine is not necessarily my enemy. Because last I checked, Zelensky has been worse to his people than Putin has been to his. There's been more censorship and more global tyranny. But it doesn't even stop there. I can go on, and I will. Vladimir Putin cut off oil, and right on his face, I read this story and I say, oh my goodness, I like this George Maloney. I like this populist new Prime Minister-elect in Italy, Georgia Maloney. I'm a big fan. All of a sudden, I find out after the annexation of four regions in Ukraine by, at, the, at the hands of Vladimir Putin, which was sort of democratic. I mean, these leaders did sign off on it in Ukraine. And most of the Ukrainians that that live there are what you would call Russian natives. But okay, that gets a little confusing. You know, we could have a debate and it would get a little confusing on that debate to debate that issue. As to what's right, you can't just go into a country and have the four leaders sign off on your side and then all of a sudden you walk away with those four properties. It doesn't work that way. I I understand the United States position there. But the United States right now are the globalist colonialists that are trying to dominate the world and colonialize Russia and dominate Russia and dictate to Russia. And so you can't blame Russia for defending their freedom, their liberty, and their rights. And they're doing everything they can, and it's coming at a great expense. So shutting off the oil through this Austrian pipeline that is directly impacting Italy is a tough tough bill to, to pay. But Vladimir Putin chose to do this. Now, here's where it gets kind of interesting. So the Daily Mail writes, Putin takes swipe at Georgia Maloney by cutting off gas to Italy. 
Russia's Gazprom suspended gas deliveries to Italy just days after the new right-wing leader, Georgia Maloney, publicly backed Ukraine, speaking up against the annexation of the four regions. So you say, wow, didn't take Vladimir Putin long to crack down on on Italy. And and then the second part of that knee-jerk reaction would be, wow, look at Italy. She's She's as globalist as the next. But I don't think it's what, that's the way it went down, see? I think if you peel that onion a little bit more, it's not what you see on its face. It's not face value. I believe that Putin cut off the oil to Italy just days after their new prime minister, Georgia Maloney, was coerced by NATO, EU, and Western and U.S. globalists to support Ukraine and suffer this or suffer the same wrath that they dished out to former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan in April. Which means Georgia Maloney is another puppet nation to the European Union and the globalists. Because they're not a strong country, number one. And number two, they took the lesser of two evils, which is in essence the war that we are seeing play out in Ukraine. It's it's ground zero for the war either for globalism and the globalist socialist communist tyranny or for Russia, which has never really stood for freedom. They have a controlled state media and things like that. They're not a free country either. But we're not free in the United States. You cross you cross the Biden administration and the FBI and the Department of Justice are going to railroad you into purgatory. And they're going to throw you in jail. And they're going to throw away the key. I remember hearing Eric Swallowswell um, from California. And basically he was on Tucker once. And he said that when it was coming to immigrants, never separate anybody, ever. So then Tucker asked him the question. He said, you mean if a guy robs a bank, you can't separate him because he's an illegal migrant? And he said, no, not even if he robs robs a bank. I mean, he was absolutely off his rocker. But if you're J6, if you are supporting Donald Trump, you'll be separated for life. They'll throw your grandmother in jail. So... It's doublespeak. It's hypocrisy on steroids. It's just talking out of both sides of your mouth. So have some reservations with regard to George Maloney's support of Ukraine because she never had a choice. She saw the massacre that happened to Imran Khan in Pakistan. She saw the nation builders at work. And they move at immediate speed. These globalists... When they crack down on their political opponents, they move at breakneck speed. Just look at the leaders of big tech. Just look at how quickly and swiftly they annihilate you and your whole infrastructure of narrative during an election season. And then proclaim democracy. They're defending democracy. They're defenders of democracy. Yet they're stymieing the First Amendment. 
which is what our founding fathers really kind of were concerned about, weren't they? Yep, absolutely. So Italy has been now forced and coerced into submission to support this stupid war in Ukraine that could have been avoided with ease. But there's too many people getting rich off of this thing. This is a cash cow. Money's just flowing in. More and more money is just flowing all the way in. So we got too much money going into Ukraine. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. That's the sad truth. If taxpayers understood the inflationary impact of printing and pumping money into what is essentially a globalist oligarch slush fund of corruption, they would have demanded a negotiated peace deal a long time ago. Corrupt globalists are getting rich from COVID, climate, and war. So I'm getting this from Russian Today. He says, Washington pressures EU to do more for Ukraine. That's coming from Bloomberg. They're quoting Bloomberg. So Washington's pressuring EU, and they're putting together a bill that's going to give another $12.5 billion to Ukraine. And... How is that different than printing up money for something else, like the Inflation Reduction Act or the Student Loan Forgiveness? How is that any different? Think about it. You're printing money and you're injecting it into the world economy one way or the other. Somebody's getting rich off of building those weapons or somebody's trading those weapons for human traffic. And someone's going to get rich off of that slave labor. And somebody's going to get rich selling those drugs. And somebody's going to get rich selling that oil that's been traded for those weapons, that's been traded for those people, that's been traded for those drugs. So think about it. The four currencies on the black market, drugs, humans, weapons, and oil, are commodities being traded on the black market. And they're being paid, they're, the source of it is coming from your tax dollars in the middle class USA. Working, working the agricultural fields or working uh, the meat packing plants or you know, selling the cars or doing whatever it is that you do. But you're paying for it. You don't like it. It doesn't represent you. And you have a chance to change that representation this November. And you should. Because it's a scam. It's a fraud. Look, the billions of dollars that are going into Ukraine right now are also impacting the world economic situation that's collapsing before our eyes. I've told you about the housing market. I've told you about inflation. I told you about the consumer price index and all of these other things. We are getting hit so hard as 
as an American people, what we pay at the pump is higher than when Biden took office. The GDP has suffered two quarters in a row of deficits. We're in a recession. The mortgage rates have skyrocketed to the point where what used to be a $768,000 house that you could get a credit for is now a $450,000 house. What you used to take home in terms of inflation, what things cost. I was, at, I was on Instacart and I was looking at a four pack, I think it was, of bacon. It was 28 bucks. I remember when that used to be 14 I was looking at the same time, I was looking at this uh, wrestling report, and somehow it was a Midwest team. It was either Iowa or someone like that, and I was reading up about some, some move that they were making. And I saw an ad for Hy-Vee, you know, the, the stores out in the, mid, the grocery stores out in the Midwest, and I clicked on it, and it said two ninety nine for a pack of bacon. I thought, whoa, that's pretty good, because here in D.C., that equivocates to about, we pay about seven. At least, that's at Costco. Four pack of bacon costs 28, 30 bucks. So it's over seven. <clears throat> that's if you buy in volume, in bulk. So I couldn't understand the difference there, but we're getting hit hard. It's, I think some of this inflation is also regional. And then we have we're starting to find out more and more truths and facts. You know, there's some things that really concern me. But that whole thing about the inflation, injecting money into Ukraine is infecting the housing market worldwide. It's infecting inflation worldwide because global entities are getting rich off of this and the oligarchs are managing it. And they're managing them funds to make sure that those funds get back to the politicians who keep green lighting the funds. And that's like a Lindsey Graham. That's what Lindsey Graham does. So he's a specialist at government fraud. So we have other things that we want to cover today. And, uh, and, and we're going to cover them here, but it's, there's a couple of things. One, it was startling to me. This uh, bill, I think it was like 8755 or something like that. This Arizona bill. Arizona bill. So, it said this. Well, it, it, what, what sparked my interest is this. This uh, woman that's running in Michigan for AG... She was speaking right in front of Trump in Warren, Michigan, where Trump had a rally over the weekend. And she said this. This was an amazing thing. She's, she's running to be the Secretary of State in Michigan. And she gave such a powerful speech. She's a black woman endorsed by Donald Trump. And what she said first about Arizona but then secondly, about uh, voter ID and IDs in general being the job of the State Department, State Department, Secretary of State of that state, was quite eye-opening. 
And we're going to take a listen. Let's take a listen. Right now, the Biden administration is suing the state of Arizona to prevent them from checking citizenship status before registering people to vote. Now, why would they want to do that? And if you point out the obviously, because they want to dump a bunch of illegal registrations into the voter registration database, they'll call you a conspiracy theorist. And then my opponent likes to claim that she's against voter ID. Okay, Michigan, she claims that she's against voter ID because a lot of people have a hard time getting an ID. I have a million dollar question for you. Whose job is it to make sure people have an ID? (laughs) It's the job of the Secretary of State to ensure people have an ID. So if there's lots of people across the state without an ID, it sounds like she's failing at her job and needs to be removed from office. These people are waging war on our sovereignty. They're waging war on our freedom. That's why they're pushing Proposition 2 to allow private money in our elections. Do you know my opponent was one of the architects behind Zuckbucks, where they pumped millions upon millions of dollars in the battleground state to fund these illegal ballot mule operations? And on camera, you have multiple individuals signing multiple ballots. Where is our media? This is on camera. This is all on camera. But instead, they want to call your names and demonize you for simply wanting a fair and honest election. As I've said again, this is the biggest threat to our freedom. Our elections are the heartbeat of our freedom, and they're trying to put a knife and the heart of our liberty by intentionally and consistently corrupting our election system and demonizing citizens who want to speak truth about it. That's why I'm determined to be your next Secretary of State. And we need to make sure. Yeah, all you, folks, right it's, it's quite simple. All you have to do is vote for a uh, MAGA PAC and Trump-supported candidate. And uh, just vote for somebody that supports Donald Trump. And you got your common sense right there. What she said, though, was so important. Absolutely important. And, um, and, and so there is this uh, bill. It says here, uh, this was in March of this year. It says the Arizona state has passed HB 2492. Okay, that's the bill. HB 2492, which allows the state to enforce a proof of citizenship requirement on voter registration forms and ensure only U.S. citizens are allowed to vote. Every single Democrat voted against the bill. So... Think about that for a second. Now, I will tell you a couple of things about this. I said in the lead up to the 2020 election, I said something weird is going on with uh, these voter registrations popping up all over social media. And this is another thing that the big tech did to rig the elections. It wasn't just Zuckerbucks, but it was also like... I just started seeing it again on Twitter and Google where these registration pop-ups are coming up 
And I believe that these registrations are happening it much in the same vein as what I've talked about for you know months and decades, you know, months and years in the past. And that is that they're, they're pushing registrations to commit fraud. Because then what they're doing is they're sending bundles of <clears throat> mail out to certain locations. And I believe they have secret mailing addresses. That, you know, and it's where you you would get all this mail, these ballots delivered in some sort of a warehouse address or a mailboxes, et cetera, address or like well, I just showed my age right there. But like a UPS store address or some sort of, you know, fictitious store address. And they get these bundled, bundled pieces of mail. So what they're doing with the illegals is they're trying to they're trying to uh, get the registrations, and by getting the registrations, what they're what they're inevitably going to be doing is bundling these for ballot harvesters to pick up, and then exploit the mail-in ballots uh, and the delayed ballots and the thirty to forty-five days worth of mailings, uh, balloting. And we need to put a stop to all these. Uh, I think uh, election fraud schemes. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, how are you today? Pretty good. Great show. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I think we got to get rid of. We got to get back to the gold standard in this country. Got to get rid of the uh, election, the election campaign donations. Because these are the three things that I think create all this corruption in our government. Is you got a we got a currency that we can just print, 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 and put the debt on the backs of future generations. Then we have these campaign donations that all these politicians keep getting these campaign donations from big corp, all these even private people, which really you know builds to a sum of great deal of money, a big cop millions of dollars. All of a sudden, you have millions of dollars coming off the street. Then when you win the election. What do you get? You get the mother load. You get the management of taxation. And you get to, you know, divert funds to wherever you want them to go. I mean, we, I mean, for God's sakes, we just, they just caught, they just funded the Wuhan lab again, another $600 billion. We didn't go through enough punishment with COVID? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was no six hundred million dollars, I believe. Six hundred million. Uh, to, That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To uh, to um, well, Fauci just gave that to his boy over at Echo Alliance again. You know. Yeah, so. we've been, we've been giving Fauci four hundred and fifty-five billion dollars on an annual <clears throat> basis to divert that money out to government grants, and all that money comes from printed currency, the debt of the future generations. Yeah. Hey, by the way, what's your name and where are you calling from today? My name's Rob, and I'm calling from Utah. Wow, okay. Out here. Is this your first time and, calling uh, in? No, I've called in prior before. Oh, um, okay. One of my friends is getting back on the air with you guys. and Larry Freese. I decided to click in this one. Yes, Larry yes. Freese. Yep. Yes. Yeah, he's back so on on, Saturday, get... on weekend mornings, yes. 
Yeah. So, I mean, this, this is our problem in this country. And, and until we get this figured out, I mean, could you imagine if they had to live their lives the way you and I do in our checkbooks and our households? We, we can only spend what we have coming in. Not really, well, let's just take this money, let's print some money off the back of Johnny, you know, that's not even born yet. Yeah. It, 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 it's ludicrous what we're doing. And uh, I don't know. I, I can't even donate to Donald Trump's campaign. Although, you know, I'm voting for him if he runs again. I, I can't even take my mindset and wrap around giving him a penny. Because this is our problem in this country. That It all stems from printing money, politicians' donations, money coming back from the corporations that, you know, donate to these politicians. And then the politicians are bought and paid for, and then the corporations get to do what they want to do through legislation. We're not, we don't even have legislators that are writing bills. It's the corporations. Yeah, uh, they're, they're pushing the guidelines, and the, gui- the guidelines are as good as, uh, good as law. Because they control everything you do. So, yeah, thank you for calling in today. Thank you. Take care, buddy. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Well, you know, that's a lot of good points uh, Rob made there. And, um, you know, this this thing scares me, this uh, election fraud, because I, I was saying that what they're doing is they're getting these these illegals and they're passing these bills that say illegals can vote. And they're also getting people to show up and vote. They're paying them to go up and vote. And then they're objecting to the laws that would say, we need to know whether you're a citizen. Keep in mind, it wasn't that long ago we had a debate over the censorship, right? The censorship, 2020 censorship. And there was this checkbox that said, are you a citizen? And... um. And I couldn't believe that we lost that battle. It's like, wait, of course it's a census. It's a, not censorship. It's census. It's a census. Of course you ask whether the person's a citizen or not. But somehow that was just going to be too much for the little hearts to break, you know. It's too much, too scary. Ooh, it's scary to ask to answer that question, whether you're a citizen or not. Ooh, that's scary. I'm frightened. These people make it all halfway around the world, and all of a sudden they've become like what? Eggshells? Feathers? Feathers and dust? They'll blow away? And the Democrats need to coddle them? I mean, it's absolute (laughs) ridiculous that one would think that. But this is how it starts, all this make-believe BS. Here's a meme there. It says... It didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media, one party controlling the message, one party deciding what is truth, one party censoring speech and silencing opposition, one party dividing citizens into us and them and calling on their supporters to harass them. It started when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. And it started with Hitler, right? And we just heard this woman speak up and say, you know, every Democrat's fighting this. The Biden administration's suing Arizona for basically trying to say, hey, you have to be a citizen and we have to have some way to prove that you are. They're 
translating that into voter ID is suppression. It's BS. It's crazy to think that. And it's absurd. But if you want to look it up, it's HB Arizona State uh, House Bill 2492, 2492. And every Democrat voted against it, every Republican is for it. And, you know, here's the thing about this, too, is <clears throat> we hear all this stuff about uh, equity. Um, you know, there's this big thing where uh, uh, Kamala Harris, just an absolute moron, disgusting moron, said this about aid and comfort to the Floridians. It is our... Uh, in the wake of the hurricane income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and, and so women. we absolutely and so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. All right. So she's back on the equity uh, train, which is nothing but discrimination and racism. Right. But that's who they are. The left has always been about racism. They were the pioneers of slavery, racism and segregation. The left was. I could debate that all day long and Sunday and they would lose. But I said this about what she just said, about basically choosing people of color for uh, to save their lives first. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? But it's um, Kamala's equity logic means that once the MAGA movement takes back the House and the Senate and replaces the corrupt libtards running the FBI with conservatives, the new FBI can turn a blind eye to equal justice under the law and break down the doors of Democrats in the name of equity. Well, because, you know, <clears throat> it's not just enough. See, the Democrat, the, the Republicans are always about fair elections. We just want things fair. We just want, you know, and also if you take a look at um, the, uh, the, the records uh, master uh, down at Mar-a-Lago in that case down there, right? Uh, all we want is someone neutral. All we want is somebody that's not rigged against us. That's all we ask. Well, it turns out that Deary, the judge that's the uh, master of record uh, that's managing that case, a lot of people are, are disturbed by the fact that he signed off on the fake FISA warrant that compromised the Trump administration's campaign, Trump campaign, and went after Carter Page. And we learned that. You know, that was discussed heavily over the weekend on Maria Bartiromo with Carter Page and things like that. So it was kind of kind of interesting. Right. Um, but then Jenna Ellis kind of made a point and we're going to play that point, too, here in a second. But if you think about this equity thing, that would then say, OK, because uh, the Republicans have been un unduly treated, uh, we need to actually create equity and balance. And we need to go after the Democrats the same way they went after the Republicans with force, with a, with a crooked DOJ, with a crooked FBI. We want to bust down all the doors of all the Democrats 
and all the FBI guys like Comey and, and Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland. We'll start with them. We'll pick it out in front of all the liberals' justices' houses. We'll treat them all like Kavan- uh, the Democrats treated Kavanaugh, right? And if we did that, we wouldn't have a country. The Republicans are too smart to do that, and we, we would never do that. But what if we did? What if we behaved like the Democrats? I mean, after all, it's the Democrats that are the ones killing and murdering the Republicans for, you know, just look at the kid in North Dakota. You know, because he was a Republican, he got killed. The blood is on Joe Biden's hands for trying trying to create this kind of divisiveness. And if you're, um, you know, how about the uh, libtard that went in and, and went, went after the baseball players at the congressional baseball team practice, right? It's always these crazy Democrats that are killing people. It's not the other way around. You look at a Trump rally, it's flag-waving, and it's, it's beautiful harmony. People have lots of love in the room. That's not the case with Democrats. But here we are being lectured about equity again. <clears throat> and here's another fact. And this is true. This was printed on the written on the back of a ten dollar bill. If we could put serial numbers on every single bill in America, we can also put one on every ballot. Track every ballot. That's what we should be doing, but we're not doing that. And then here, Lara Logan wrote: Breaking news: J Six Committee and Twitter manipulated evidence against Trump. Evidence shows. In an undercover sting from the January 6, 2021, Twitter was tracked and recorded removing uh, exculpatory evidence in what appears to be a plot, uh, appears to be a plot to target American citizens exercising their First Amendment rights and to frame President Donald Trump. So we all knew this, right? Lara Logan's on it. She's a great reporter. Um then there is this. I want to listen to the Carter Page interview right here. Let's take a listen. Just real short. So many leaders in Congress have been looking to do and have been working so hard to do over the course of the last f- five plus years. Well, we've been following this uh, very closely and knew that this was a lie many years ago in terms of Trump uh, colluding with Russia. But I want to ask you about what you've endured, Carter, because your life was turned upside down. The FBI wanted to spy on the Trump campaign. They uh, used you as part of that by surveilling you. What did that mean? That mean your emails, your text messages, your phone calls. You were getting death threats. Uh, You were moving uh, to different hotels so that you wouldn't get harassed and and get death threats. Tell me about how your life was upended uh, as a result of the FBI's pursuit of uh, surveilling the Trump campaign. Well, it's amazing, Maria. It's actually a continuation of what we see right to this very day. So many leaders in Congress have been looking to do. and Yeah, so he, he gave a good account of how the FISA warrant was released by uh, Judge Deary. Well, listen to Jenna Ellis speak to this. 
by the DOJ and the FBI. So if anyone, he is going to have more of a heightened awareness of uh, his responsibilities as a special master to hold them accountable. So I think he's absolutely the perfect choice, not only his background and experience, but also with uh, the Carter Page issue. And so there's been a lot of talk and speculation that uh, because he signed off on that Carter Page warrant, that somehow that would put him uh, opposed or antagonistic to Trump. But I think exactly the opposite, because it came out that uh, the DOJ and the FBI misled that court. Any judge um, in similar circumstances likely would have also signed off on it. So he's actually going to be looking at the DOJ with a lot uh, heightened scrutiny here and making sure that he classifies appropriately. So I don't. So what she's saying is basically because Deary was duped by the DOJ and FBI, he might be the perfect guy to not fall into that trap again. Let's see. Uh, Carrie Lake actually uh, gave, I think, a really great account for herself with regard to the abortion issue, which is going to play out big, and Laxalt also in Nevada. But uh, the Democrats are getting away with uh, obfuscating their, their support of infanticide. They're getting away with it because they're not being asked by the press. Uh, but here Carrie Lake answers a reporter's question. Take a listen. Tell me, abortion is effectively banned in the state right now. Tell me, do you, is that something that you support? I support saving as many lives as possible. And what I really want to know, and I've been waiting, I tune into you guys all the time, I want to know where Katie Hobbs stands, but ne- I never hear you guys ask for that. I'm pro-life. My plan would be that every woman who walks into an abortion clinic know that there are options out there. They don't have to choose Thank that. You. There's families who would love to adopt a baby. And right now, the way it's been going... They go in and they, they only have one option. That's it. Nobody tells them that there's other options. We want to help our women. If they're afraid, we want to help them. We want to give women health care, and I want to help people. But I really challenge you, and I'm, I'm happy to get back to you on this, when you find out where Katie Hobbs stands, because let me tell you where she stands. She supports abortion right up until birth and after birth. She supports if a baby survives a botched abortion that that baby die on a cold metal tray. And none of you ever try to get her to talk about her stance. So get back to me after you do. And tell her. And and tell her that uh, I want to debate this topic on October 12th, but she really needs to show up for that debate. You know, that's that's such a wonderful point, though. You know, people are not asking the left at all. The reason why they were gaining gaining some ground on this issue is because they weren't asked these questions. And we, we all know that Jean, uh, Jean-Pierre uh, did not answer the question that Peter Ducey asked of her with regard to how many weeks? Where is Biden comfortable? How many weeks? And she didn't answer it at all. I didn't. She didn't answer it. So uh, here's another thing. They say that they care about these immigrants, right, or these migrants, because they're not immigrants. They're migrants. They're illegal migrants, to, to say the least. Um, Charlie Kirk writes this. If you ki- he's quoting The View. He's quoting The View, okay. And he's also quoting Representative Malin- Malinowski, and he's qu- quoting Nancy Pelosi. Let's take a listen. If you kick out every Latino, then who is going to be cleaning your toilet? Donald Trump? 
Will Donald Trump do it? Well, The View said that. That's what they think of migrants, right? Just like Jill, Dr. Jill said something about tacos, right? Um, then she, she bundled them all up into tacos. Who do, who do you think, a breakfast taco, right? Who do you think is mowing our beautiful lawns in Somerset County? Representative Melanowski, a Democrat, said that in 2019. Illegal mi- immigrants need to stay and pick the crops. Nancy Pelosi, she just said that. Let's take a listen. This is Nancy Pelosi. We have a shortage of workers in our country. In Florida, some of the farmers and the growers are saying, why are you shipping these migrants up north? We need them to pick our crops. Nice. The importance of newcomers to our nation. Right now, the best thing that we can do for our economy is to have comprehensive immigration reform. We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. But that doesn't mean that we don't recognize our moral responsibility as well. Yeah, right. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, They want them as slave labor, right? And it's good for the economy because it it creates profits for the businesses that she's invested in. And she's invested in the right businesses. You want to find out good investments? Follow Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi Sr., and uh, if you want to find out what's happening in the chips market and out of Taiwan, just follow the business connections of Paul Pelosi Jr., her son. Charlie Kirk says this, the election of Donald Trump, Russia did it. Hunter Biden's laptop from hell, Russia did it. Gas prices uh, spike, Russia did it. The bombing of Nord Stream, Russia did it. Yeah, of course, they bombed it. they're bombing their own oil. Um What is collusion? Collusion is when uh, attorney general meets in secret with the spouse of someone under investigation, Lois Lerner, or not Lois Lerner, Loretta uh, Lynch. Collusion is when the media provides questions to one candidate in advance of Donna Brazil. Collusion uh, is when a political party conspires with a candidate to block another candidate in their primary. And, of course, that's uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Um, And then collusion is when a sitting president wiretaps the candidate of the opposing party to help their opponent. That's that's Barack Obama. Collusion is when government officials leaked classified information to the media to smear a sitting U.S. president. That's uh, Adam Schiff. And James Comey says collusion is when an FBI director hands out Immunity to persons involved in criminal investigation after they destroyed evidence. Of course, we know that the collusion, the government collusion, and the weaponization of the government belongs to the Democrats. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out our new sponsor, TacticalCivics.com, to find out how you can take your back country back locally. Find out how we're advancing America First policies and the MAGA movement over at MAGAPAC.org. Make a donation if you can. Use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.